All right. Well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace Theology segment. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And on today's show, a listener writes in and they ask, what is the role of the Holy Spirit? Well, the role of the Holy Spirit is one of the three persons of the of the Trinity. He's a personal being rather than an impersonal force. And it also has to be said today, in light of that very popular YouTube video on activating the Holy Spirit, we do not activate the Holy Spirit. So he's not only in not, he's a personal being, I should say, rather than a personal, impersonal force, and we don't activate the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the same in substance and equal in power and glory with God the Father and God the Son. Each person of the Godhead possesses a unique uh, personal property. The personal property of the Spirit, who is the third person of the Godhead, is that he proceeds from the Father and the Son. God the Holy Spirit functions in the life-giving agent of creation and the new creation. The Spirit is the principal agent of biblical revelation, illumination, and persuasion. He brings about the conviction, the regeneration, the transformation of hearts of sinners. In the economy of redemption, the Spirit applies the saving work of the Son to the hearts and the lives of God's people. The Spirit unites believers to Christ, imparting all the benefits of Christ's person and work to them. And so the Bible teaches that there is one true and living God. God subsists in three distinct and yet inseparable persons. The, the members of the Godhead fully indwell one another, and together they are the one true and living God. All the members of the Godhead are of the same divine essence and are, as the Westminster Shorter Catechism says, the same in substance, equal in power and glory. Theologians have commonly referred to the Holy Spirit as the third person of the Godhead. Now, this, this does not tell any subordination to, as of, or being, or authority. Rather, it indicates a personal distinction between the three members of the Godhead. Procession, or spiration, is the personal property of the Spirit that distinguishes Him from the Father and the Son. Scripture refers to the Spirit by a variety of of names, the Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Holiness, and the Spirit of Christ. In the early church debates about the Holy Spirit centered on the personhood of the Spirit rather than the deity of the Holy Spirit. As Herman Babnik uh, says, with reference to the second person, the crux of the controversy was always his deity, generally speaking. His personhood was not in dispute. In the case of the Holy Spirit, it was his personhood that primarily sparked the polemics. If his personality was acknowledged, his deity naturally followed. Well, Scripture teaches that the personhood of the Holy Spirit in a variety of ways. The Apostle Peter testified to the personhood and the deity of the Holy Spirit in his confrontation with Ananias when he said in Acts 5, uh, 3-4, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? You have not lied to man, but to God. This is a clear evidence of the deity and the personality of the Holy Spirit. 
And when the Apostle Paul gave his departing speech to the elders in the church of Ephesus, he reminded them that the Holy Spirit had personally made them overseers of the church of God. And so the personhood of the, of the Spirit is revealed in the way that the New Testament attributes authorship of the Old Testament to the Spirit. According to uh, Psalm 110, Jesus says in Matthew twenty-two forty-three, 43, David in the Spirit calls him Lord, saying, and so the writer of Hebrews noted the Spirit's personal authorship of Psalm 95, saying in Hebrews 3, 7, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice. Well, you see, only persons speak, and so these verses demonstrate that the Spirit is communicative, a divine person. And so in the Old Testament, the Spirit hovered over the waters of the newly created and and uh, unformed world. He acted as the eminent agent of creation, bringing order out of chaos and life and beauty into the world. Psalm 104.30 speaks of the way in which the Spirit produces and sustains life in in the world. You sent forth your Spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. And similarly, the Spirit is the agent of life, of substance, and power in the work of the new creation. In fact, in the work of the new creation, the Spirit imparts all the grace of God to the redeemed. Herman Babnick highlights the activity of the Spirit in the Old Testament in the following way. He says this, The Spirit of God is the principle of all life and being, of all the gifts and all the powers in the sphere of revelation, of courage, of physical strength, of artistic skill, of the ability to govern, of intellect, of wisdom, of holiness and renewal, of prophecy and prediction. In both the Old and the New Testament, the Spirit is the agent of the revelation of Christ on the basis of his person and his work. The Spirit is also the agent of the believer's union with Christ. And so the Old Testament prophets foretold the role of the Spirit in the life and ministry of Christ. They anticipated the work of the Spirit as the agent of the application of the saving work of Christ among the nations. The New Testament scriptures explain that the Holy Spirit supported Christ in his carrying out of the work of redemption. And so the Spirit acted as the agent of Jesus' miraculous conception in, in Mary's womb. He filled Christ for his, for his holy growth and development. He empowered Christ to do miraculous works. He, he led Christ into and supported him during his temptation and his sufferings. And whereby the Spirit, Christ, offered himself up to God, Hebrews 9.14 tells us. And so the Spirit was the agent of the resurrection and the glorification of Christ. In fact, the denial of the work of the Spirit in the miraculous works of Christ is equivalent to blaspheme against God. After his, after his ascension, Jesus sent the Spirit to his people in order to empower them to bear witness to him throughout the whole world. During the apostolic age, the Spirit worked extraordinary gifts in his people to attest to the coming of the kingdom of God. Well, those gifts have ceased today with the closing of the canon, which is the 66 books in the Word of God. The Spirit of Christ gives power to the message of the gospel being preached by those whom God has appointed to bring good news to a lost and a perishing world. 
And having convicted God's people of sin and of their need for the Savior, the Holy Spirit regenerates them. He indwells them. He becomes the seal of their everlasting inheritance. So believers may, by embracing sin, grieve and even quench the Spirit. However, the Spirit sanctifies believers. He leads them into the path of holiness, producing hope, joy, and assurance in their souls. Today, friends, we have a great misunderstanding of the work of the Holy Spirit in our day. And we desperately need to understand the role of the Spirit in our lives. He is aiming to take the word that you read, that you study, that you meditate, and that you memorize personally, and the word that you hear on Sunday. He's aiming to take all of that, and he is aiming to point you to Christ from the word. In other words, let me, let me put it this way. There are those out there who would, who would tell you that you can hear from God today outside of the Bible, that God speaks to you outside of the bounds of Scripture. And it, and it is out there, friends. It is prevalent. It is real. This is why we must understand that the, what the Holy Spirit aims to do. Because out there... Even in the even in the supposed the professing church today, there are those who would suggest that you can hear from God. And we need to understand today that, friends, God speaks only through the revealed will of God. And friends, that is in the Word of God. God uses the word in the life of the Christian. As we've discussed in this episode, he uses it so that the word that we hear, the word that we meditate on, the word that we're studying, the word that we're memorizing, the word that we're hearing on Sunday, he's going to take that word and he's going to drive it home into our lives and he is going to help us to grow to be more like Christ. Well, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the of the Servants of Grace theology segment. Until next week, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you.